0: This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Here's your host, Corey Tusick Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I talked to Hoddle Tarantula. That's his NIM on Twitter. Um, what he does is he, he has a company midstream, which mines off of natural gas, so stranded natural gas, um, on wells that are, you know, not being used, no pipelines going out to them. Uh, he does Bitcoin mining off of them. So I wanted to talk to him about that. And then we also talked about, you know, the, the unglamorous side of Bitcoin mining and, and, uh, you know, getting your hands dirty and all that kind of stuff. Then we also get into, you know, the, uh, you know how to how to spot scammers in bitcoin and and uh you know he talked about the the litmus test for for bitcoiners um to give uh for scammers and and i thought it was pretty good uh advice so um with all that going on i thought it was a good thing to bring up um the sponsor for taste episode is let me get the ad read i'm getting terrible at this uh coin beast connect do you have questions about bitcoin personalize your learning and book a one-on-one video call with a bitcoin pro on coinbeast connect learn about mining security the lightning network DeFi, taxes and many other topics it's really easy choose your topic and pro select a date when you're available and bring your questions to the meeting room book your first call today by going to coinbeast.com and clicking on the connect tab be prepared for the financial revolution and get the knowledge you need and also it's brought to you by movies plus That's my streaming platform. We have about, I think I just licensed three uh, Bitcoin-related documentaries. Um, So they should be going up in like the next week or so. Um, So unless you're listening to this in the first day, Uh, it'll probably be available there. Just uh, go into the App Store, look for Movies Plus, and you can sign up for a 30-day free trial. Give it a shot. Hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, You want to reach out to me on Twitter. It's at Corey underscore Tusik and uh the twitter handle for the show is at bitcoin simply and you can email the show bitcoin made simple podcast at gmail.com thanks um so how did Hodel tarantula become your your nim your your pseudonym online where did that come from
1: uh that that uh came from working in automation and uh building things and stuff like that uh, it was my, my crew, we were kind of messing around and there was like picture on my thing on one of my workstations and I uh, and, uh, started going by like uh, not my tarantula because there was this like weird spider thing out there in our warehouse. Uh, it was like a picture of it and uh, I'm always building stuff in there and uh, like spiders build webs and things like that. And <laughs> so one of my guys was like, that's you right there in the picture. <laughs> and so they stuck it on my desk and, and uh, it just kind of like was like a running joke, like a nickname. Uh, and then when I got involved with Bitcoin, it, it, I just kind of like morphed it into a Twitter handle, like Hoddle Tarantula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in, in uh, your regular life, then you go by Tarantula
1: well it it was just like a a joke at this automation facility it, i mean nobody in my real life like really calls me that or anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> and even well, at
1: the automation facility they just they just you know called me out by my uh by by room, my mate. hand on on the radio yeah so <laughs>
0: um so what, what what is at an automation facility um what exactly do you do there you know i mean like i you know i'm sure automation isn't you know, basically many different fields. Um, so what exactly do you focus on?
1: Well, uh, so pretty much what we do is uh, we work with the, uh, the hardware and the software interfaces with the hardware uh, uh, is what I was doing uh, with, with my position. Uh, so uh, troubleshooting photo eyes, uh, issues where code is corrupted on hardware and it needs to be reloaded and stuff like that. Uh, troubleshooting issues on different types of like uh, lines where there could be like assembling or there could be products moving, uh, seeing like how the equipment is operating and, and seeing where there could be snags or mess, you know, little problems with things and products in the equipment because a lot of times they make equipment to, to run multiple different types of products or, or, you know, different sizes of products so that it's, you know, more valuable, you know. If you only got one equipment, piece of equipment doing one little job, you have a lot of different things going on in a facility. That, that niche piece of equipment, unless it's doing something that's extremely uh, necessary and particular, they're gonna want it to be versatile because it just saves money. So with that, you sometimes you see you know, little tweaks and stuff that maybe the engineers that built it didn't think of at the time. And like, so sometimes we'll go out on the floor and we'll just make it like little, uh, I guess, call them customizations to the equipment (laughs) to Mm -hmm. uh, get it to perform better on site once it it arrives. So uh, pretty much just like, In automation and robotics, it's um, taking care of the equipment, uh, doing the preventative maintenance on it, you know, like uh, the Mm -hmm. the motors, like checking sure like hydraulic fluids and gears and the oil and the motors and everything like that, and uh, checking like the pneumatic pumps and stuff like that, and like uh, air compressors. And uh, we got, uh, so we got all kinds of different, uh, you know, forms of energy uh, usage out there. Like, uh, so hydraulic and and electric, and uh, there's uh, uh, fluids uh, like uh, um, in the in the hydraulic lines and stuff like the fluid dynamics, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's just pretty much troubleshooting and uh, applying uh, in real term, like real physical application, all the stuff that uh, you know people are read, reading about, <laughs> and they see in the Boston Dynamics videos and stuff. Because you take one of those robots and break it down. And like you take its arm and you stick it on a conveyor over here and you make it do one action and, uh, you know, you take another part of that robot and take its leg and stick it over here and make it do another action for, you know, another aspect of the job. And so it's just basic application of and, and troubleshooting of, the, of these types of uh, systems.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, um, I mean, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, you're basically peeling apart these big pieces. And, you know, if you had like a tarantula robot, like your picture, as you know, like you're pulling <laughs> off each one of those legs and, you know, making sure it does specifically what it's supposed to do and, and all the code and everything is programmed. It's a, uh, it's fascinating. Um, There's a robotics company here in Pittsburgh that um, like small, I forget what their name is. Um, but uh, I bumped into them like handful of years ago and I had this tech idea it has to deal with robotics. So like we did like an NDA and everything and, and hmm. I pitched it to them and they were like, Whoa. So we just haven't got to the point yet where like I have the free time to be able to go with it. But, uh, right if we on. ever, if we ever meet in meat space, I'll have to, I'll have <laughs> to uh, run it past you. Cause, um, yeah, I, there's just, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the robotics world. So, um, before we yeah. get into the, the Bitcoin side, you know, to dig deeper into the, to the robotics, uh, it, are we going to get taken over by robots? As are we living in the beginning of the movie iRobot?
1: No, we're building back doors, man. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Plus, in a lot of these facilities, um, you know, you uh a lot of the equipment you don't really tear it down unless you're doing a lot of preventative maintenance work on it. Uh and in the modifications are um really there's stuff that you wouldn't even think about. Um so it's it's really a lot of people make it out to be way more difficult and complex i think than than what it really actually is um it's nuts and bolts and and you know computer if then statements uh like like you yeah 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 and then and then you got uh you know the the application of the software that, that you know allows for the uh the control of of you know the hardware so it's you know, Rockwell Automation is is a company that I like, and I I, I used a lot of their equipment in the past. Uh, their uh, their software is easy, and it's uh, uh, they run a lot of Linux stuff, so I, I like their stuff. <laughs> nice. They have nice case erectors, I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pearson Pearson's a company that makes case erector and they run Rockwell Automation on them, and and it's a pretty clean setup. In fact, I got I had uh, like uh, twelve dollar an hour warehouse employees running and loading the software and taking. <laughs> Taking Take these it. machines and uh, operating them like it was easy. It was, uh, so they got good stuff.
0: So they're <laughs> so. Building also their own Kiva Miners. Robotics
1: is. Well, no, no, just um... <laughs> keeping uh, keeping like uh, problem like uh, occurrence uh, issue like the amount of times you'll experience a problem like on a warehouse floor with a particular piece of equipment. Yeah, uh, Pearson and Kiva Robotics and stuff like their stuff is like pretty simple and straightforward, and so. I've even been able to like train entry level warehouse labor to do simple things on this equipment that like to where I don't have to run out there and work on it frequently. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Something, uh, something that a college would probably charge you, you know, 50 grand to learn.
1: Um, yeah. Well uh, yeah. Tech school definitely would say like, yeah, Oh, well you can't, you can't go do this or that because you're not certified. Well, I mean, it's just you got to just show people simple stuff and make sure that they're interested in learning it. <laughs> yeah, It's going to determine whether or not it's retainable.
0: <laughs> um. So, what kind of tell people what kind of Bitcoin mining you do, um, and we can dig into that. You know, what Bitcoin mining is like and everything. But uh, you know, you're not just plugging ASICs into your uh, your walls at home, are you?
1: Uh, no, sir. Although I I do um like even after um midstream enterprises, which is the uh, natural gas Bitcoin mining corporation that me and my partners formed. Uh, even after that, I, you know, after push, pushing my whole fleet of ASICs and, you know, and then joining with them and going on natural gas, I still continued to, to buy ASICs <laughs> and plug them in at my house. <laughs> do you, you heat your
0: house? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it 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 is possible. Yeah, I have S uh, seventeen Pro uh, keeping the shop warm right now.
0: <laughs> nice. So you um, so you started midstream, and you guys um, where do you deploy your miners? Uh, you know, you're using natural gas. So, I mean, I live in Pittsburgh, so you know, we have a lot of natural gas here. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how how would I go about? starting to, to turn these, you know, companies that have all this natural gas into, into mining machines?
1: Oh, well, uh, well, yeah, like you had said, like, um, you know, I'm not just plugging them into the wall anymore. Uh, So basically uh, it's, it's all about, you know, the, the stranded energy with what we're doing at Midstream. Uh, We acquire these, these assets that are producing, but stranded and, and not capable of you know, making it to the to the grid for utilization. And, well, we go out there and toss the generator on the site and build up a little data center. And basically, we build a digital pipeline. So and you just start taking that stranded we, uh, energy case. from them. Hmm? That's it, right. you, and, uh, yeah. No, yeah, go ahead, Corey.
0: No, 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 sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I think we had a little bit of a lag there, so I was, I was jumping in, but go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, basically, um, generating our own electricity on site allows us to create a digital pipeline uh, for, for this energy. The gas is just energy, pretty much. And and the problem is getting it to you know where it can be utilized. In fact, that's the problem with most all energy production all over the world. The source where it's required is far from the production and energy you know electricity loses its uh you know it lo- you lose quite a bit of its ability to uh its power and in, in transit does that make sense yeah so, with like
0: latency and stuff like that
1: yeah and well i mean just like basic um so i'm not elect. i'm not an electrical engineer uh so mm-hmm. but i mean over distance electric the electricity produced at like, let's say a hydro facility, if it has to travel a hundred miles via a a line that the, um, the amount of electricity produced on site there is going to be less when it gets to the, uh, end, uh, point B from A to B, uh, because electricity, you know, voltage power is, is lost through transmission in the line. Um, I don't know the exact details on that. I'm not going to like try and break it down and make up some stuff but uh pretty much that's a huge problem you know uh so what we're doing solves that you know big time
0: yeah you're you're storing the instead of wasting energy you're you're converting it into something that could be used later
1: basically i think of i think of it like a digital battery almost
0: mhm yeah because with a battery even you know you're it's not going to keep the energy forever and it's it's uh, it's like I keep it, you know, one hundred percent of what goes in isn't what's going to come out, um, right? Whereas with with mining Bitcoin, so you guys, so you're attaching, you basically spin up, you know, you run a generator, and and you have these mining facilities um, that are just you're plugging in and uh, taking all their excess energy that would literally be going to waste, right? So like, yeah,
1: ac- yeah, correct, and and the the really kind of like ugly part about what does go to waste and, and and how it goes to waste is it is methane in an and an area that's not accessible and so that 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 well would just pretty much sit there and never ever get utilized and over time you know the asset it you know it, it will decay the the um, the well itself it you know, the pipes and everything else involved with it, you know, rust, oxidation will occur. Eventually, if the well isn't maintained or worked, it, it will start leaking methane into the atmosphere. And with what we're doing, you know, the methane being 30% more damaging to CO2 and not utilizable by anything for any good purposes to, you know, convert back into something we can use, like, like CO2 is by trees converted back into oxygen for us to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we run this methane through a generator, it comes out as CO2. And then, you know, it, hey, trees can turn that in oxygen for me and you. But at the other end of the spectrum, where if it was just sitting there doing nothing or even just like, and they, let's say they attempt to plug it and and when they plug a well, there's no guarantee that those are not ever going to leak again, ever. Um, I mean, I've seen plugged wells where, you um, People have told me that it smelled like sulfur before, and that's a methane leak pretty much. And hmm. so it's not 100% guaranteed. But the, the thing that we can do is we can you know, cap that thing with a generator and control at the rate with which it, that methane is pulled out and, and converted into CO2 and mine the Bitcoin with it. And with that, you know, you're also creating a revenue stream that is good for the landowner. Uh, the leaseholder on the well, uh, you know, also good for the local municipalities because it creates taxable revenue for them. Uh, it's just also creates jobs for, you know, technicians in the area who are going to be working on the generators and things like that. Um, it's just there's a lot of benefits to what we're doing at Midstream when it comes to the, the stranded gas and um, in, in mining off grid like that. I mean, we it's like a win win. Do- I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say we don't really see any downside to it at all.
0: <laughs> so then, why do we have so much? Uh, the, why do I mean, I, I can I know on the bigger reason, the bigger reason, you know, behind like the media manipulation and the control of the message, all that kind of stuff. But like, how is it not more well known that you know bitcoins Bitcoin mining doesn't hurt the environment; it's actually good for it.
1: Well. So kind of like what you said, um, when, when the system threatens the status, when our system th- threatens the status quo, you know, it, it doesn't benefit them. But unfortunately, they're playing against game theory here with Bitcoin. I mean, you have large corporations out there that are talking about uh, mining operations. Like I think Chevron or ExxonMobil, I can't remember which one talked about doing multiple megawatt mining facilities up in Canada. Uh, there's large players out there in the field that want to uh, you know, uh, position themselves accordingly to take advantage of this and, and it's happening. But at the same time, you also have to look at how close are they to the money printer. Uh, if they were to take a position in, in something that would potentially compete uh, and cause issues for the cantillionaires out there, they would be looked upon like despots by those individuals, somebody that's not going to be uh, uh, somebody fun to play with in the future in regards to the games that they play. So I think that it's it's hard for them, you know?
0: Yeah, kind of like, uh, you know, how there's a lot of, was...
1: And, was... I was going to say, a lot of energy companies get subsidies and you know other types of government grants and they get money that is printed and not all of them take it. Uh, There's a lot of small producers out there that were destroyed by you know what happened with the Obama administration when they were you know after they were told to go and you know, produce all this gas. And so it, and then they end up, you know, overproducing and getting pushed in the market, got pushed down and, and they all ended up suffering. And, and some people, you know, uh, some of these larger corporations, you know, they, they got helped out with all that and and they're not like filing for bankruptcy or anything like that. And so, yeah. you know, but a lot of smaller producers really suffered and had a lot of, you know, had some real difficult times and, and still are suffering and having difficult times because, all that market manipulation that's occurred and still does occur. Uh, and so I think that, you know, some of the large, large players that, you know, uh, need to be always well positioned in case of a crisis to take advantage of that burr that's out there in regards mm-hmm. to the money printer. Well, they're going to probably, you know, be a little bit more reserved in regards to just going all in on Bitcoin mining on, on their assets.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Plus, uh, you know, some of these guys, their assets are, are, uh, well-established and have been for a long time. And they have like contracts that, you know, prevent them from, you know, doing anything else with their gas. Mm. And then there's also, uh, producers like out West that have, uh, venting of these gas wells and they flare these gas wells to relieve pressure Uh, on other and other parts of their uh, operation uh, on, you know, because they're pumping oil per se liquid out of the ground in other places. And so uh, there's a, there's a lot of different reasons uh, why one of these companies may not, you know, be able to jump in right away. If that makes sense.
0: A lot of red tape that they have to go through and. um...
1: Oh, absolutely. Big time. I mean, even us as a small company, we had a, a local EPA office Uh, come out and and ask us questions about our generators just like oh you're you guys are running these generators Uh, so we want to measure how much production in regards to uh uh, greenhouse gases you guys are making and so we gave them all our information and, and and allowed them to see everything and and everything actually came out okay we uh turns out we don't we weren't even producing enough uh Greenhouse gas emissions that it not They said it wasn't even enough for us to have to register with them. And wow. so yeah, and and the thing is, is also because you know what is CO two? It's it's not actually you know, it's not like methane, mm-hmm. you know. So if you, if you want to compare the two, I mean it'd be a disservice for them to remove what we're doing from that site and allow the you know the decay of that well to, to continue you know
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i say all the time you know where i don't buy this whole like carbon neutral carbon negative thing you know it's like you know the, the plants in the in the Jurassic period, the plants were like taller, bigger, greener, um, because of uh, because they they had more carbon emissions, um, you know, and and I I also I mean I'm not an expert in all this, so like I'm just saying, you know, I look at it from like the surface level, and I'm like, you know, this sounds really weird that we want to go carbon negative, and like human beings' bodies are bodies are made of carbon. Yo, hey,
1: so just to be clear my friend we are the carbon they want to control
0: that's what i i i do I, I i completely agree the one night i uh i was leaving a i was on a twitter space and i was just going to bed and i was signing off and i said i said all right i'll leave you with this i was like if they want the world to be carbon negative and we are carbon beings what does that mean for us
1: yeah it's that's doesn't look good <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it's yeah it's it's just interesting to me um it kind of exposes the what's the end game you know of what's what's their end goal you know because you're they're like they came up with all this stuff of like we have to solve these you know gases going into the you know air and everything and you're like boom we solved it and they're like well not not like that you know <laughs> like they just <laughs> You um, gotta
1: have goalposts that you can move, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they're really good at that, though. they'll tell you that much. Um, so, uh, you know, we uh, so we connected back when I did a space with CoinBeast, which actually you're one of the pros on CoinBeast. So, if anybody wants to, yeah, I, out, I love CoinBeast.
1: And, if anybody yeah. out there uh, hears this and they're interested in like, getting one-on-one with me and having like my undivided attention. And so they can find out, you know, about setting up their own operations and stuff, because, you know, once you scale, you know, it's a little different than just. Plugging a little different Ethernet than just activity. running a
0: miner in your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. Uh, you know, I can, I consult with people through Coinbeast. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, if anybody was wanting to, uh, you know, have undivided attention and, and not, you know, and, don't want to waste their money unnecessarily on on equipment that that may be shoddy or or you know lose time because time is money you know so like
0: mm-hmm.
1: knowing what to do and where to go first it saves a lot of both <laughs>
0: yeah and um so we did we did that Twitter space and you were in the car for part of it you were in there um popping in you know doing the Q and A about mining and um. And you said in there, and that's why I wanted to talk, you said, you know, it's not all like the mining isn't what people think it is. And, uh, and I have this joke, too, that I, I basically put for this uh, animation cartoon that I'm making for um, about Bitcoin. But, uh, you know, we're like the miners, like all of you guys that work in the mines, you know, Marty Bent or, you know, anybody like that. Like you guys like come out of like a coal mine you know like covered in dirt and everything <laughs> but uh but get into that a little bit because i mean that's people don't really understand too... it's not as glamorous as it sounds
1: no that's not too far off actually <laughs> i that's cool i like that you mentioned marty i love marty Bent. he's he tells it like it is straightforward and i like the uh set it up he comes on with matt odell and stuff you know mm-hmm. they got good guys out there always doing good stuff um the uh, yeah, the not so glamorous side of things is something I'm actually about to go deal with uh, after I uh, complete the rebuild kit on my chainsaw, and that chainsaw is actually going to be a part of this not so glamorous side of mining. <laughs> oh, yeah, a chainsaw is
0: so- part of Bitcoin mining.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. In this as in this case, yes. When we're off grid mining by a satellite and uh, abandoned gas wells or gas wells that aren't reachable to the grid, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, and then as issues, we had uh, some foul weather come through, and our uh, lo- our our assets are out in the middle of nowhere. So we require four wheel drive to get there, and. Uh, so we had a tree come down and, uh, blocked off the excess road. And so, yeah, I, ah. I yeah, so, so it's, it's going to be going out there and chopping up some trees and playing lumberjack for an afternoon. And, uh, fortunately, uh, the technician was just out there and he was able to circumnavigate the tree. Uh, but it, it was, uh, not pretty. Uh, he, he tore up the, uh, Tore up the field pretty good next to the path, like trying to get back up on the uh with the four wheel drive, you know, trying to get back up the hill. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it's uh, you know, it's it's unforeseen things that, that like there's no way we could have known that that tree was gonna fall down in the middle of the night, you know. Yeah, um, also, you know, we have uh, last winter, uh, I was going out to a data center and it was like a solid sheet of ice, uh, all the way up the hill. And so I had to, uh, get the chains and the four wheel drive and and traverse that. Uh, and actually it was like, my wife didn't want me to go out there. And I don't blame her, uh, because, you know, there's, there's no cell reception. And so, you know, if anything happens, yeah. I mean, it, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be ugly. <laughs> it could not end well. I mean, so, even if you like try to call 911, uh, it it is through a satellite relay. And so they would still have difficulty, you know, assessing the you know where you're at, the situation right away. You'd have to make sure that you're conscious and capable of telling them everything very clearly to to make sure that there's no miscommunications because you know, 911 doesn't work the same over Wi-Fi and satellite as it does through cellular. They can't just pinpoint your location. So yeah, you gotta be yeah, you gotta be like there. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my wife actually last winter I got her to come out with me, I, I <laughs> because she was so afraid that uh, I wouldn't return. Uh, like it had it had just like it was like real bad snow and everything, and uh, I got you know I had trusty chainsaw again, and I had <laughs> my, my truck and some uh, some uh, we call it. I had a winch and some chains and. I ended up having to cut up some trees also that they got heavy from snow and they fell in the path and pulled them out of the way. I asked my wife, I was like, feel like helping. She's like, no, I'm just here to observe. <laughs> and so that was, you know, I tried. He's like but... I'm here to just then, make uh, sure
0: that you don't die if I'm not here to do any work.
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So then, uh, we get past, you know, where the trees were down and that's when the damn ice sheet on the hill, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if i'm gonna get up this hill you know and <laughs> so just throw on the chains back it up and got a good running start and took off the traction control and just floored it man made it up the hill <laughs> <laughs> that's and,
0: uh, uh yeah that's a, that's something you have to do with, with uh you can't use that compute those computer traction control things that they have in the the cars nowadays you gotta just go no. for it.
1: You would literally be stuck because the tires on the traction control stop moving and it moves the power to the other side. And when you're on a sheet of ice, nothing grips, so it just yeah, the, the wheels stop spinning. The car just starts sliding back down the hill. It's it, yep. not no fun, especially when you're in like a, a Ram 2500. The thing's <laughs> not not it's not like a little car, you know. <laughs> and so yeah, we we get made up the hill, and uh, she was. um, surprised she didn't think we would (laughs) so whenever you yeah I looked at her face when I got up there and she's like just her just her eyes were big and her, her mouth was still open i was like you're right and she's like i didn't know we were gonna get up the hill i thought we were gonna slide off to the side or something I was like i did too yeah
0: <laughs> you don't let them know that in the moment you know no it's, no no. that's what us men have to do we have to sit there and you know just be like oh that's fine but on, on the inside we're like oh my god this is yeah. going down
1: <laughs> oh and then I got another one for you here uh, yeah not too long ago we had an issue where uh, there was some confusion at an access gate because our you know we have gated access with locks and everything mm-hmm. uh, one of the, I guess it was the landowner uh, went out there and had uh, I, I, one of the other see we have liquid oil coming off of one site and gas well and we had a truck that was coming out there to pull the oil off of the site and uh, one of the the uh individuals i guess was new in the in the rig picking up the oil and he jumped the owner's lock on the gate because we run our locks in a chain style so that Mm. everybody has a lock on the gate and well (laughs) he must have been frustrated because he cut off the whole chain and like just threw his own lock on there and we were like, we called each other and we're like, all right, you know, what's going on. So I had to go out there and I placed trail cams out there on the gate. <laughs> like, to we see have, what was happening. Yeah. I mean, we got security cameras on the data centers and everything. Right. But the access road could be like a quarter mile down, you know, and yeah. running a camera a quarter mile back to the data center is rough. So I have like uh trail cams that send me like, you know, they, they store the data and they'll, they'll send it out like once a week. They'll send all the photos out, you know. I can have it, you know, send uh, the data with a Wi-Fi extender back to the data center and ship me the images. And so I saw that, like, OK, it's just the landowner. And nobody trying to, like, steal from us or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so called a meeting, got new chain locks and stuff. But just like little weird stupid stuff happens sometimes and, and you gotta you know have a straightening <laughs> yeah get everybody in the group and straighten things out but uh, uh then let's see trying to think of what else has happened out so there. You, so of your weird. deals
0: with the uh, your deals with the gas companies or with the landowners
1: uh well uh, sometimes we might buy the lease from a person that maybe already holds the lease and and they're just looking to offload it because they can't you know like service the well or maybe it's we know the landowner and we just lease it from them uh but we don't really buy the well or buy the land that the well's on directly uh there's there's a lot of involved with owning the land you know there's taxes on the land there's taxes mm-hmm. uh then after that with production and so also there's the liability uh of let's say you know if something happens selling the property now and everything else it's just cleaner and more straightforward and easier to just lease the well and then produce the well because that's so you lease the
0: well itself right like these are you're you're talking about stranded wells necessarily you're not you're not necessarily going to to places where You know, there's a company pumping out the gas, and you're just saying, "Hey, give me your extra gas," like you're going to stranded wells.
1: That's correct.
0: Okay, so you're wells that
1: they can't get at pipeline to. Period.
0: Oh, okay. So that's a pretty. That's then you don't have any competition, and and for the people that have the that are going to lease the the well out, you know, they're like, "Yeah, nobody was coming," you know, like that's gas was sitting. That's
1: correct. (laughs) they are in a position where they need our help pretty much and I guess if some people were like you know there's those Kevin O'Leary types out there that are just like yeah they got nobody that'll help them they got nowhere to go I'm gonna go get this gas from them guys and I'm gonna I'm going to wring it dry from, you know, all the profit out of these guys. But like, literally you don't want to look at it like that. You want to look at it like a mutual beneficial relationship where you're helping that landowner to realize something that would have otherwise been lost. Whereas like, maybe your shark tank type might be like, you know, you can take advantage of that guy's gas, you know, (laughs)
0: like (laughs) Like, drink your milkshake.
1: (laughs) Right. Take, take it easy, man. We're, you know, that's one of the things I like about like a lot of Bitcoiners out there, like Bitcoin Maximus Are you know, we're about the truth and like being open and straightforward. And we don't like, you know, that sly roundabout BS, you know, we yep. we like to keep it real 100 all the time because that's what Bitcoin is. You know, it's an immutable ledger that, that can't be. You know, try fraud. Try fraud with that. You know, <laughs> yeah. And so immutable so truth for the
0: first time in history. It,
1: thank you. And so that's exactly that's exactly why I love it. You know, <laughs> and that's so where that I come from.
0: It's a is a basis of immutable truth. Pretty and, much. And, you know, yeah. I've I found that a common theme with a lot of Bitcoiners, and um, and we can all see it in each other. And more Mm -hmm. importantly, we can see it, we can see when it's not in someone else. Um, You know, and, and I've, I've said it, you know, before where I'm like, I, I sleep real easy at night because I, I tell the truth and I don't lie. (laughs) And it's amazing when you do that, you're like, Oh, like you you can rest easy. You know, like I I can't imagine, you know, people that, you know, because my my wife would say something like with my my movie business you know like oh what if you know you get lawsuits threatened against you and stuff like that and i'm like i don't it doesn't bother me like it bothers me in the sense that i have to spend time with it but like i'm not i'm doing i'm abiding by the contract like i'm not
1: you know what i mean don't worry about the end or the outcome or how it will affect us because we know that we're we're doing like The real deal. What's like? There's nothing to question. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and and you can sleep easy at night whenever you're like that, you know. And and so I've seen that with a lot of Bitcoiners, where like we can all kind of recognize in each other, of like, you know, okay, you're for immutable truth, Um, and uh, and when there's people that that aren't, (laughs) they tend to get called onto the carpet a little bit. Um, I guess, well, to segue, I mean, we could get back into the mining, but like since we're kind of talking about that, uh, what do you think about all the stuff going on right now of like the, the toxicity talk and, you know, safe spaces that people want and all that kind of stuff.
1: I I love the toxicity talk because just like you said, uh, you just mentioned the rug, right? and then mm-hmm. coming on to it well that's so that they can pull it out from under you okay and uh i'm for toxicity because anybody every time anybody's ever come on with the rug pull they always come on real nice and smooth and nice and safe and cushy and plush and it make you feel real good and it's like yo man hey, I, I already feel good because I'm doing the right thing every day and trying to improve my situation, myself and the situation of those around me. Uh, come at me and just tell me what you got, you know? Yep. I'm, I'm not trying to be toxic. I'm just trying to be straightforward because time is limited and I want to make the most out of all of mine, you know? I mean, if, if somebody wants to like be, I guess, offended by that well, I apologize. Get some thicker skin. I mean, mm-hmm. but to be honest, I'm not really sorry. <laughs> so I guess yeah. the apology wouldn't be warranted. It's just that literally, I mean, there's no safe space in, in the world. That's that's not yeah. a thing. Uh, you go out in nature and, 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 and sit down for like a few hours and and, and look at the – just you could start from the smallest thing, the insects to then go to the, the birds and the squirrels, then you go to like the wolves and the, the coyotes and the deer, there's not a safe space between any of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have this stability that we can implore and, like, you know, employ in life and, and, and use uh, to like deescalate situations where people might be aggressive or like maybe speak violently Because, I mean, I'm not for violence, but I think that uh, if somebody's got something that isn't going to be helpful or it's going to actually be potentially harmful to other people around me and I'm there and I'm witnessing it, you best believe that I'm calling it out straight away for what it is because... I've been taken advantage. I've been taken advantage of before in the past. Fortunately, I'm, you know, smart enough to admit that and be honest and review, you know, the situations and what happened so that it, it doesn't happen again. You know, I can learn from that mistake so that I don't repeat it. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have any idea. And I mean, if I'm sitting there and somebody's bringing it to the table and it's garbage. I, I'm not going to sit there and just let them feed it to my friends and family because yeah. I'm just, I'm as guilty as they are. If I don't say anything and I recognize that it's a scam or that it's, it's weak sauce and it's going to cause harm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, In my that's... opinion, you're complicit. <laughs> yeah. You're not calling it out.
0: I I agree. I mean, you know, I've said, uh, cause I had, I, the last episode I had Lamar on and it was before Lamar got twisted up in this whole, I don't know if you've seen the whole ether, you know, like he was talking about not, he's not pushing ETH, but he was, you know, saying his son wanted to use it and it just became this thing. And I, I mean, I just stay out of it, but, uh, but I, you know, I was saying to him that like, you know, it's just my nature and like, I would hope that most people, like you don't have to be mean to somebody, but that doesn't, that also doesn't mean that you're being safe, like, you know, what I mean, like a safe space is where they're like, all ideas are accepted, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, like if somebody is bringing in bullshit, call it out, like right. say it right to their face. And like, so that's what like, you know, I think is really jarring for people. And that's why they and want these quote unquote safe I, spaces because was, they're not used to confrontation.
1: No, I, I concur. Uh, and one of the, <laughs> I, I would say that also people should not attack him for his son's decision and like what his son wants to do. I, I mean, if, if it was my yeah. kid, I would just say, look kid, if you're gonna be a shit coiner, you know, every mistake that you make, just know that you're gonna own it. I'm not gonna be there to bail you out. Like if you lose all your money because you did this, Or whatever, and if something happens to you, do not look to me to recover any of those funds. Mm -hmm. Period. And also, until you start making more sound decisions based on the facts instead of just, you know, ridiculous uh, VC, you know, schemes that is what they seem to spin up with these shitcoins. Excuse my French, but that's what they are. They just, it's not, I tell them that I'm not going to support any other financial ventures into going into the future either because yeah. you're not capable of making sound money decisions now. I don't think you'll be able to handle anything going forward. So like anything that you want that, you know, use the money you made from your Ethereum <laughs> and have fun staying poor. And I mean that's if I gotta what I would say that to my own son. I, I guess that I'm a mean guy and I'm a toxic meanie. But you know what? I wasn't raised, you know, with all uh, the super, you know, nice like easy peasy. Here, oh, you you lost your dollars in this scam. Here's some more dollars. Nah. If I lost anything, I didn't eat. So uh, it's very important to me that sound decisions are made.
0: Yeah you yeah, know i mean i would i'd be like look you want me to help you code or something i can help you do that um but you know there's a yeah. bigger monetary discussion there and you know um right. it's and an education I... that needs to happen you know and then it's just like yeah I, there's to me that one that whole scenario is not the biggest issue that like we're like bitcoiners are facing because like there's other people out there that are just really trying to get after people's money you know and like,
1: right
0: you know it's just like yeah it's like I, I feel like people they take it as like toxic you know like i said you know like to me it's like you know don't be you know le- take their argument don't be mean take their argument point out the weaknesses and then lean on it you know what i mean like if there's a wound and you lean on it it causes them to wince you know and like no so it's that's like, real you-
1: like i mean that that's a hundred percent. If I get into a fight with you and, and you walking up to me and I see you're, you're, you know, walking a certain way, you best believe I'm about to kick you right in that knee on the side that you're walking funny. That's it, man. Yeah. And it should be the same way with, you know, people in their spaces. If there's uh, a caca coinery coming out, you know, I mean, yeah. if, if, if it's going to be something that could potentially separate you from your Bitcoin, you know, go for the throat. Hit the knee on the way in, you know. Don't don't take a chance with the hardest asset ever known to in the history of the world. Like yeah. why would Don't you be don't
0: you? don't be afraid to be you know abrasive.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's the You're snake protecting oil freedom. salesman always has a nice, you know, pitch. It ain't like <laughs> these guys know that they catch more flies with honey than vinegar. It's not it's not hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, we get on the, some all time high so that, uh, we can start moving past those, uh, you know, cause it's just like, Bored they're Bitcoiners, gonna... huh? yeah. <laughs> What's that?
1: Bored Bitcoiners, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm so new to this space. Like I, I've had money in Bitcoin, um, and like went all in like a year and a half ago or so. But, uh, and then, you know, I've been paying attention longer than that. Um, you know, and like paying attention on the surface level for a very long time, but like actually digging in for the last couple of years. And, um, and yeah, I just, so I don't know the space that well, you know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. I see some things coming in and I'm like, it's like, I'm not in a position yet to stand up and be like, Hey, I've been here long enough to know that this is going to be BS. Um, so I like, I sit there and I'm trying to like gauge um, and, so and like, learn myself
1: before... here's a secret. Okay, for myself. Yeah. Okay. For this particular space and, and and Twitter, Bitcoin Twitter is awesome for this because it's, it's just as much almost of a truth machine as Bitcoin is itself. Cause you'll see the people come out in droves to, to correct something if it ain't right. <laughs> um, but usually uh, what I'll do is if it's something real new, and I, I mean, I've been you know riding around here since back in 2017 in Bitcoin spaces. And uh, if if it isn't something I've ever seen before, and it says that it's like Bitcoin, uh, SHA-256 like based, and it's like something that has to do with us as like the Bitcoin network, I think to myself first, is there a friggin token with this? There better not be a friggin token. <laughs> and yep. then the next thing I think of is what if there is no token exactly is this? How does it interact with this network? And, and can it ever be utilized to separate me from my Bitcoin in any way, shape or form? Or, or are they asking me for it in return for anything at all? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and so I got to look at things and see there's just like certain things that if I can't answer right away, I'll go to the Bitcoin Twitter space and I'll say, guys, what the hell is this? And when I ask like that, it does it sound like I'm endorsing it or anything? You know, nope. it's. So I can pretty much throw it out there and get a response that it also at the same time, I'm not going to be attacked as somebody who's, uh, you know, endorsing or, or like saying like, oh, what is this? Just as a way to get it out there. Like, because there are individuals out there who have feigned uh, idiocy to um, promote something, you know, uh, there's actually a few out there. So, yeah, it's just when you gotta clear your throat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, that's right. a good. So that's a good litmus
0: it's, test, you know, just to like. It's,
1: it's just, hey, what the hell is this? I don't even know, and I need to know whether or not I need to stay away from it. And pretty much, I'd be shocked if if it was a scam and you didn't get like super flooded <laughs> in your in your thread. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's how I basically. Because like I said, I'm so new. So it's like something will come up and like, you know, or, you know, even like a, a year or so ago, um, like the lightning network was so I was so like naive to it. I didn't know much about it that like the lightning network could have sounded like NFTs to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know <laughs> what that is. So then I go and like, that's what's, that's, what's great about, you know, Bitcoin Twitter is that you just, you just start looking at posts. And like you said, like, so, I mean, I could do it myself now, but like, you know, to throw out like, what is this thing, you know, give me the TLDR, you know, so that like, I know, and then you can tell by who's responding, you know, like, okay, like, um, yeah, this is a scam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah you the,
1: you want to see the maximalist response to this? What you know? What's how's it going to stand to the, to the litmus test here?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like I think even like whenever Breedlove, um, posted and did his cloud thing and said, you know, just want to you know it's a free and open market, and I want to be able to see you know what this is, you know, and everything like that, and like I think. I think it was Guy Swan, like, uh, replied with, within five minutes, like, a very concise, like, it's this, this, this. We've already gone through it sincerely, the free and open market. Like, you know, it was like, yep. I was like, wow, that's exactly. a takedown. That was that was a suplex from, you know, the top rope and, mm-hmm. uh, and no, By no a need. By reputable
1: individual, too, you know? It's yeah. like, they didn't even waste no time. People that are building other things in this space And, you know, literally probably don't have time to respond to like Twitter stuff. Take the time to say, look, no, man, this is this, this and this period. Just that's it, man. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh,
0: yeah, um, it's a, it's a good, uh, yeah. I mean, the same, you know, and I I hope it sticks to that. um, Because, I mean, you need to have that defense system. You have to have that, uh, you know, immune response to anything that comes in and everybody's like whoa 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 you know like that's what like i like i said it, in the movie world where i'm like spent my entire professional career i i can see it coming from a mile away because i've been in it mm. for a very long time um they have a lot of the same traits you know um but uh yeah the it, for me being in bitcoin i'm like I don't, you know, I'm just going to take, I'm going to take cues from others. I'm going to do, I have to do more research before I can come out and flatly, like give an opinion on something. Um, You know, that's uh, just, I'm here to like, shut up and learn, <laughs> you know, and I'll offer my opinion occasionally, like, but I, I don't know it. Like, I don't know this stuff. And I think, I think that's what a lot of people are missing right now is, is it's like, Hey, you don't know everything. Just like take a beat sit back you know like elon sit back
1: that's that's real and, and that seems to be difficult for a lot of people nowadays it's it's people i think feel like when they're asked a question that they need to supply a, a response and and even if it's superfluous and they don't know the answer that they didn't need to make it sound official like so that it, they don't seem like uh I guess like they're not in the know or on an expert on whatever it is to be in question. but it's okay to not know. I mm-hmm. mean, if your cup's over, if your cup's already full, man, yeah. <laughs> it's bound to overflow. It's not there's nothing else that can go in. So uh, that's why it's important to me in, in you know to to just always question everything, never just assume I know and and, and to be open minded. Uh, you know, is just always be willing to admit when you don't know something also, because you don't know that uh, you may be about to create some serious pain for yourself as well. Um, That is something I've seen. Uh, I saw an individual on (laughs) on Twitter respond to a Bitcoin core developer who has like nine years developing and mad, mad skills in our game tuck uh, somebody came at this guy and said that dude you don't know what you're talking about and he quoted some whack investopedia article about how bitcoin works and he's like you don't know how bitcoin works and he's like the guy literally has been a core developer and building bitcoin for like a decade almost it's yeah. <laughs> like i'm like oh man you gotta <laughs> you gotta slow down man and and just like when you don't know or you're not sure about something, just slow down, take it easy, and, and do some more homework. And like his reply wasn't a hundred percent it wasn't wrong, but it wasn't like a hundred percent either. And like his source definitely was was like I would have been ashamed of that bibliography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just like, mm, man, that's oh, it's gonna be painful, and it, it 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 was ugly to watch. And so yeah, it's important to just be able to say that, yeah, I I don't necessarily know. And and let me find out more because I value somebody who's, who's willing to admit when they don't know something more than a, somebody who just, you know, knows everything.
0: Same, same. Yeah. If you can admit, if you can say, you know, I don't know, I I need to research that. That's like, that's a huge sign to me that you're somebody that I want to deal with. Um, you know, and the other thing is, too, is it's so obvious when somebody starts talking about something that they have no idea about, like, um, and uh, whether it's a meme or if it's, uh, you know, would, what, uh, what, uh, you know, something like technical. But um, uh, and that's also where I'm, like, left out in the dust, too. I feel like I'm in my 30s, but I feel like such an old man with all these memes where it's like I just got the banana bread one down and now, like, something else is happening <laughs> And it's like, I saw somebody post a meme that it was like, I just figured this one out. Why are we on to something else
1: already? <laughs> I was
0: like, yeah, that's that's how I feel <laughs> nowadays. So just like,
1: no, felt- no, I'm in my thirties too. It's not like that. It's, it's just that in, in the Bitcoin overlay, things evolve and change so fast. Very quick. <laughs> it's, 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 it is what it is, you know, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, and, and the, the most wonderful part about it is that most I'd say 95% of uh, the stuff that's being built out there is being built in free and open source ways you know mm-hmm. And that's huge. Um, that's to me that's that's a big deal you know and, and and that's what allows so much innovation and change to happen so rapidly too I believe is is that people aren't like, you know, being selfish and hiding and, you know, it's like if they've discovered something that's great and can benefit the community, they throw it out there. And, and then people respect that they'll go to that source, you know, and, and they'll, you know, build it. It's great. Versus like the way some of the other stuff happens and it's not very efficient the way the other stuff happens. <laughs> and then yeah. you get a lot of issues with the way other stuff happens. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: well, uh, you know, and I usually do this at the beginning, but I wanted to get right into the, you know, the, what, how, the type of mining you do and everything. Cause I think it's very you know, different than what most people are used to. Um, but I'm also curious. So how did you get into Bitcoin? You know, how did you first hear about it? You know, what's your, what's your Bitcoin story?
1: Oh, the rabbit hole story. Oh, well, mine, mine was mine. Mine ain't no big old like grand tale or nothing. I literally, you know, was back in 16. I did all right with equities. Right. And, um, I still wasn't, you know, on to Bitcoin yet officially. And then 17 came around and I was mesmerized by the kaka coins that was out there. And literally I slipped and fell in kaka my friend. I, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> they had we stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, they had stuff going on like like BitConnect and uh, DeVore coins and. There was so many different literal, they were, they're literally just Ponzi coins. <laughs> the new, the guys coming in, that money was going to pay out the percentages to the guys who had already been in. And then it was like MLM all the way. And it was just a nightmare if, if you really would like get down into the nitty gritty and they disguised it as an algorithm is trading and it's making these percentage point gains and your your capital goes towards this algorithm fund and and then they pay out based on the gains that it made through the trading and i'm like oh wow that's neat wow okay boom let me try this then like a couple months later the security exchange exchange commission comes around and is like yeah that's all bogus and i'm like Seemed a little too good to be true. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I probably should have done some more homework. Uh, but, you know, all the glitters was gold in, in the Kaka community, coin community. So I, you know, was mesmerized by all the flash. And, and I noticed that the one thing that all of these Kaka coins had in common was that I had to send them Bitcoin send Bitcoin mm-hmm. to the exchange in exchange for whatever I was doing or getting that would pre- present this, uh, you know, this yield Bitcoin. And I had to get that and send it. And, and that was the common denominator for every single one of them. They didn't want to check account. They didn't want a routing number a credit card number or nothing. They wanted me to buy Bitcoin and send that. And I was like, I got to look more into just what the hell is this? Like, because I was already sold that, Oh, this is, you know, so amazing, but really it was just MLM Ponzi stuff out the gate. But what's this underlying thing here, this Bitcoin, you know, why was that the one thing that they wanted? I went and I, you know, did some homework on that I went yeah, and was doing, doing the web search and everything. And I found the Bitcoin talk.org and I uh, found white paper and I just, you know, 2017 is when I fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> it's a
0: good time to but fall down the rabbit unfortunately,
1: hole. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I slid down it through caca.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> well, you was, know, you, you uh, had to fall down
0: the turd herd.
1: <laughs> but, you know what, I, I was, instead of, like, a lot of people then were saying, oh, don't worry, uh, it's just going to be like, yeah. Uh, um, a temporary thing that, that uh, it won't go away. And and I was like, just screw that. I, I literally took and like withdrew all the funds that I had and went back to a cash position until I had figured out, you know, what exactly was up with Bitcoin. And then it was all in 100 from there. But yeah, I, I was lucky. I took a, uh, I think it was like a 35, 40% haircut <laughs> on my way out. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, uh, man.
0: yeah that's uh w- we all i think learn our lesson fortunately for me the only you know like shitcoin exposure i ever did was but like i mean i whenever the money printer went off in march of 2020 there like, well the signal was there that it was going to happen like i just i mean 401k everything anything that had cash value was cashed out and and put into bitcoin but i did buy one Eth just just because I was like I somebody who had I had talked to and trust you know trust I mean I still trust them to a degree because they just haven't done enough research but they were like oh you know like Ethereum has more use cases blah 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 so I just like I just bought it for that reason and then um yeah it was like the summer of like I never even l- looked at the ETH like I just let it sit there and wasn't paying attention to it um and then. You know, it was finally like, uh, I think, beginning of 2021, where I realized like, I was like, oh, my God. Well, I told this story to my audience. so I don't want to bore them with it. But I mean, I almost invented a shit coin in December of last year. And I realized what I was doing. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm just trying to enrich myself. That's why I would do this. That's so I stopped. Awesome. And <laughs> yeah. And then I, I figured out that, um, you know, actually, a couple episodes ago, so if anybody is listening and hasn't heard my episode with Ben Ark, um, who with Ellen Bitt. Um, He and I talked about it actually during the podcast, the idea, everything. And like, (laughs) it it can be free and open source software. We're going to make it. It's going to work on top. It's going to work with lightning nodes and everything. And he was like, he did give me props. He was like, props to you for not, you know, turning this into a token that you could have made money off of. And I was like, I mean, it just, you know, I felt, I felt icky. Um, So, you know, like I then going from that and then I started looking at the ETH because I never even paid attention to it. I was all about Bitcoin. And I was like, wait a minute, why am I holding this thing? and then i realized that it's just to eventually sell it and and have somebody overpay for it and that's not what bitcoin is you know you're never selling bitcoin you're you're holding it forever and um so you know I, I bitcoin tina last night i heard him on a twitter space say something you know he said like the house is on fire and you know we have to be very careful and you have to go to what's real you have to go to you have to avoid all these scams because not everybody realizes the house is on fire yet. Right. And I was like, man, that, that is like, if you don't, if you had any kind of shit coins and you didn't sell it immediately after that, you know, the last ETH I even had, I sold it. I had like on a wallet somewhere. I found like, I think it was like $10 worth of ETH and to sell it, I like the gas fees made me lose like $20, but I thought it was worth it. <laughs> so I actually paid $20 to get rid of it. I was like, get it out of here. I, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Good for you. <laughs> uh, and, it, and I, and I credit people like you and, you know, everybody else online it's like, you know, where you just sit there and you start to realize how gross these other projects are, you know, but you, you know, you don't be ashamed of it. Like everybody, it seems like for the most part has stumbled down and tripped in, you know, some shit coins. It's just, you know,
1: well, they're, you know, the ones that go directly into Bitcoin, I I applaud them for, you know, see, you know, that's like hall of fame signal, level, you know, they saw the signal and they, they be lined right into that. Um, and then there's also a lot more people making noise about it right now, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's it's unfortunate that so many other people end up, you know, coming through that way. But that's that's why I'm not against the toxicity either, you know? Cuz if I can if if what I say saves somebody else pain, then I don't feel bad about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for I mean, I wasn't I didn't even have my Twitter account at the time. I had like my random anonymous one that I use to follow like sports and stuff like that. Um, and then started following Bitcoin. And if it wasn't for the like, you know, extreme pushback, I kept seeing, I, I don't know if I would have saw what it was, you know, like people say the, you know, um that there's, you know, if Ethereum had a 70% pre-mine, you know, and that makes you ask mm-hmm. the question, why, what's the point of it? You know, like, Oh, it was to enrich themselves, you know? So hopefully, it, you know, we have more people, you know you you are going down the right path i think and and uh the you know i always say don't be mean just point out the flaws be stern be push back you know what i mean don't be afraid to be confrontational some um, people, people might, take
1: pushback as like you as said being mean uh meanness right i mean if you're not in if you just don't accept their idea then you're a bad guy like no yeah. it it Just because you tell me that you like the way doo-doo tastes and you're going to put it on your plate doesn't mean that you get to come to my table and serve it to my plate and tell me that it tastes good. I'm going to tell you, no, sir, please take your plate and leave my house. And if that's mean, if I'm being mean because I'm telling you to get out of my house because you want to eat caca at my table, then I guess I'm a bad mean guy. But I see it as financial uh, uh, sanitation. Yeah.
0: And I'm, I'll be mean in that scenario any day.
1: <laughs>
0: well, uh, dude, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, where can people, you know, find you? I mean, we know if they go to coinbeast.com uh, and, and uh, click on the connect tab, it, they can find you there to, to book some time. But, you know, on Twitter and everything, give people a handoff as to where they can follow you.
1: Yeah, man. I'm uh, Follow me on Twitter at HoddleTarantula.com. And, uh, also, uh, you can follow our, uh, uh, Bitcoin mining corporation. If you like, it's, uh, at midstream C O midstream C O. And, uh, we're, uh, always looking to plug in more ASICs, you know, that's just what we do. that's what I do.
0: Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. I enjoy talking with you. If you ever want to do it again, just let me know.
0: Absolutely.